Welcome all you lovely mujeres to Mommy on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Mariana, and it is my pleasure and honor to have you join me every week as we dive into topics that will not only motivate you, but encourage you and empower you to be the woman Diosito wants you to be. Just like you, I wear many hats and own many titles such as wife, mom, yaya, fur mom, coach, but the most important one, Jesus girl. I'm on a mission to lift you up and help you rise from the ashes of pain and suffering, reminding you each day is a new day to begin a new life, a new chapter, and a new journey of rediscovery. So come sit with me in my virtual kitchen and let's chat a bit. And remember, today is the day that you say, I am strong. I am fierce. I am mommy on a mission. Good morning, all you wonderful mamitas and mommies that are joining me today. You know, thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for tuning in today and just joining me um, this morning as I'm having my cafecito in my favorite mug, by the way. (laughs) And for all of you who are returning, I just want to say thank you so much for all the love and the support that you are extending out to me. I mean, it does not go unnoticed. I know I've said this before, but I just want to remind you that it does not go unnoticed. And I'm so happy to know that you all are sharing my posts, that you're sharing the podcast, the message, that you're commenting, that you're letting me know that what you're listening to is resonating with you, that it's inspiring you, that it's motivating you and all those wonderful things. And and from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the love. Well, ladies, this month is February. As we already know, I think we're what, 11 days deep into it, right? So, or 10 days, 10 days deep into it. And on Monday, it's going to be Valentine's Day. But wait a minute. The week after, on the 21st, your host here, Mariana, is going to be turning 49 years old. So this is going to be my last year in my 40s before I hit that big 5-0. And you know what, y'all? I am so excited. I'm so happy. I'm not one of those women that hides my age, that doesn't want to tell people how old I am. Because you know what? For me, it's a huge celebration. Each time I get to celebrate another year of life, it's a celebration for me. And I just enjoy it. I love it. You know, I love it. I love being, I love that I'm going to be 49. I love that I'm a grandma. I love that you know, my children are doing well, they're okay. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for all of that. And so I don't even know how to really truly express it, you guys. I really, really don't. But that's what's going to lead me to what I'm going to share with you today. And as you saw the title, it is uh, about Jesus being my Valentine. And gosh, it's been 23 years, y'all. 23 years that I gave my life to Jesus, that I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And mind you, if this is your first time listening, it's no surprise. I am a Jesus girl. I love Jesus. But 
I am not going to push Jesus down your throat because I'm going to tell you back in the day, I didn't like when people pushed religion, when people pushed Jesus, when people pushed anything down my throat and forced me because that is an experience that is going to be unique. That is an experience that you will have and you will know that it's right for you. And it was no different for me. So every year since I've had Facebook, every year I always share the story of the day that I gave my life to Jesus on Valentine's Day. By this point, I had already had my son. I think my son was my youngest at that time. He was my second son. And he was maybe maybe nine months old at this time. And then I had my oldest son who was about to be seven. And by this point, I was already deep in a relationship with my ex-husband. At that time, we were not yet married. We were just um, living together. We ended up pregnant. And then we had Miguel, my son. And it was, it started off just like any other relationship. It started off well. It was great. You know, he was a great guy at the beginning. (laughs) But then, you know, things change. Things change. And truths start to come out, right? And this was no different. And it was during this time, I had just found out that I was pregnant with my third baby, which is my, my daughter. And it was also at that same time that I realized that our struggles were more than what I even could have ever imagined. It was the first time that I realized that there was a drug issue going on with him. Um, he was, I think, found with some medication or something, I don't know, at work. And so he ended up having to go to rehab in order for him to save his job. Well, but that wasn't the only thing. His behavior was changing. Things about him were starting to change. And, you know, I had already been with this man for almost two years or three, going on three. And um, I realized that there was something wrong. He, uh, yeah, it was just rough. But on this particular day, he was very notorious. So historically, he was notorious for standing me up, for letting me know that we were going to go places, you know, that we were going to go on date nights or whatever. And I would be all dressed, ready to go. And he wouldn't show up till hours later. By this point, you know, I was already undressed and in bed and we weren't going anywhere. And this particular day, I thought it was going to be different because it was going to be Valentine's Day or it was Valentine's Day. And uh, this was in February 14th, 2000. I think on that particular day, it fell on a Sunday. Yeah, it did. It did. It fell on a Sunday. And uh, I remember he was telling me that he wanted me to get dressed and we were going to go to dinner, but he wanted to take the boys. So I got the boys all dressed up. They were in their little suit and ties. I was in my really nice dress. You know, I was pregnant with my little girl and, uh, I was excited. 
I was very, very, very excited. Well, five o'clock rolled around, six o'clock rolled around. I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm calling, I'm texting, and I get no response. By seven o'clock, I realized that he was not going to show up. So I was upset. I was crying. I was sad. I was hurt. And more than anything, I was very, very heartbroken. And what I did was instead of getting undressed and undressing the boys and, you know, cooking them something or whatever, I decided, you know what? Come on, boys. Let's go. We're going to have a Valentine's Day together. You know, they were little. They really didn't know what was going on, I guess. And so I remember packing the kids up in the car and we're driving around. I don't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I wasn't going to just sit there and sulk and be sad. Even though I was in the car crying and I was just driving around, y'all. I was just driving around. And the next thing you know, and I had the windows rolled down. I remember that. I was living in San Antonio at the time. And I remember just driving around and uh, I heard this music, this music from this little, it looked like a little white house. And I realized that it was a, a church. It was a church service going on. It was in the evening. And you know what, y'all? I, I don't know why, but I ended up parking the car, going in with my two boys into this church that was already happening. And the pastor was just giving a message about God is being, is, is about love and you know how he loves us and he will never leave us and he'll never abandon us. And he's always going to show up. And, you know, he was just talking and talking about Jesus. And I remember the music was just going and it was so exciting and so beautiful. And then that moment happened when he did the altar call and something in me just rose up and I remember going to the altar with my two boys just crying and when I say crying I mean ugly crying y'all and I remember I was just crying and I went to the altar and I remember him asking me do you accept Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior y'all I'm not gonna lie I want to cry right now I want to cry right now because it was just, it was just such an amazing feeling. That moment, and I remember just sitting there. I mean, I, I got on my knees and I lifted up my hands and I just started saying, yes, 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 yes. I, I want this Jesus. This is the Jesus that I want. And I remember the ladies came over and laid their hands on my shoulders and they started praying for me. And it was the most wonderful feeling in the world. The day that I accepted Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior on that Valentine's Day. And you know what, y'all? Right after the church service, 
they had a Valentine's Day dinner. And every time I share this story, I always say how this was the day that I had my first dinner date with Jesus. When I tell you guys that Valentine's Day means something completely different to me, it doesn't mean the propaganda that is out there, the cards, the chocolates, the flowers. And don't get me wrong. I love when my husband gives me those things. But truth be told, I'd rather my husband reserve those gifts for my birthday, which is a week later, than Valentine's Day. And I'm being serious, y'all. To me, Valentine's Day is special to me because that's the day that I found my true Valentine. That's the day that I found that God who loves me unconditionally, who has extended grace and mercy over my life. And I'm going to tell y'all, when you accept Jesus or when Jesus becomes a part of your life, he doesn't say it's going to be an easy road. He doesn't promise that things are going to be hunky-dory, that it's going to be all these beautiful things. Because when you start to follow Jesus, what happens is a transformation begins. And you've got to go through some things for a while. You Because you're learning about Jesus, you're venturing into who he is, what he's about, right? And the enemy, the devil, he is just upset. He is mad because God just gained a new follower. And so the enemy is going to do work twice as hard in order to sabotage that relationship that you have with Jesus. He'll attack your family, your children, your marriage, all of those things. And mind you, I already had a curse of divorce over me because I've already been divorced once. This was my second relationship and this was going to be my second marriage. And yes, y'all, I did marry this man because he was a manipulator and he convinced me that we needed to be together, that we couldn't be without each other that we were made for each other. And it was a lot of empty promises, empty promises that I wanted to believe, that I wanted to accept as a truth because I was so blinded still. When I found Jesus, it was in those it was in a moment of my life that things were going to make a change, but I was going to have to go through some things first before that was going to happen. And the more and more as the years passed by and the harder that it was getting, the more I was diving deep into God's word because I needed him. I needed to know that the life that I was living was not the life that God had intended for me. But I didn't understand that back then. I was in my 20s. And when I tell y'all that my 20s was a complete blur, it really, really was. 
because so much stuff happened. A lot of things, a lot of mistakes were made, a lot of hurt, a lot of damage, a lot of broken relationships, losing myself, losing my identity, hiding, living in pain, living with this suffering that I had and just trying to make it. I was completely lost, completely lost, but God was holding on to me. And years later, years later, when I turned 30, that's when things, that's when God made things happen. Because I had to learn some lessons still before he could even move me forward. He had to teach me some things before I could even step into the next thing in my life, that next phase in my life. And at the age of 30, God gave me courage. God gave me strength. God provided light. He was, he helped me release the ugly those secrets, those things that were deep down inside of me. He helped me speak up and talk about the life that I was living and how it was spiraling out of control. He allowed me to confront some situations. And in that, a new test was going to happen. And it was going to be a test of how faithful was I to Jesus? Was I going to trust him? Was I going to believe in him? Was I going to continue to move forward? And it was hard. It was the hardest thing because see, Jesus wasn't failing me. Jesus never abandoned me. Jesus never let me go. But I was, I was the problem in this relationship. I was the problem in this relationship with God. I was the problem. Why? Because I'm not perfect. Why? Because God has given us free will and my free will was choosing wrong things because I knew they were wrong, but yet I was doing them. I saw all the red flags, but I chose to ignore them. And it reminds me of an example of, you know, we always ask God for help and he always throws us a floaty or a life jacket or whatever to save us. And we pass it up because it's not the thing that we wanted. And it's like, how many times do I have to provide you the tool to be safe? When are you going to accept it? And the thing is that we do that a lot, right? We will receive help there will be an extension of help, but it's not how we thought it want, it was supposed to be, or it's not the way that we want it to happen, but it's there. And yet we choose to ignore it and we continue to drown in our own mess. Right. And, and that was no different for me. That was no different for me, but I'm so thankful I am so thankful that on February 14th, 2000, 
I grabbed a hold of that life jacket, that savior, that floaty that was going to keep me afloat, that was going to help me sail, and that I was going to ride a turbulence of waves, and I was going to go up and down, up and down until it became smooth. And here I am. Here I am, 23 years later. God has blessed me in more ways than I could have ever imagined. God gave me a completely new life. I learned how to forgive and let go. I learned how to forgive those who hurt me and even him. Even the ex-husband, I learned to forgive him because I needed to, not for him, but for me. I needed to be freed and released from that. And I have forgiven him. And I have forgiven so many others. But most importantly, I learned how to forgive myself for the mistakes that I have done. I was once such an angry person, someone who was just always upset, blurt out things without thinking. And every now and then I do, but it's so very less those moments, like once in a blue moon, but yet I'm still working on that. But to say that that day, And it's like, I can still see it. I can still hear the music. I can still remember what we were eating. I can still remember what my kids were wearing. I can still remember what I was wearing. I can just still remember the smell of that church. That day, what it looked like on the outside. And then the day that I asked the pastor to baptize me. And then my daughter, when she was born, they threw me a baby shower and they just circled around me. And then I remember the day that we christened my daughter and my daughter was recognized in that church as a child of God. I remember that day because both my grandparents were there. They were visiting that time. And I knew, I knew that Jesus had something for me. I just didn't know at that time what it was. I didn't know what I was going to endure. I didn't know what road I was going to have to face before I could completely and truly understand that God was going to prepare me and equip me to one day be here sharing my story with all of you wonderful women, letting you know that you are loved, that you're amazing, that you're going to accomplish whatever it is that you have in mind to accomplish. 
that no matter what, if you're an angry person, if you're resentful, if you're hurting, if you're being hurt, if you're being abused, if you're being cheated on, or even if you're just successful and you're blessed, but yet you still feel empty inside. Amiga, God loves you. And God wants you to follow him. And God wants to bless you. God wants to love on you. He wants to hug you. He wants to embrace you. And he wants to remove you from what's holding you down, from moving forward. And if that day you feel him and you can recognize him, don't run. At least don't run away. But run towards him. And I promise you, it's going to be the most amazing love story that you will ever experience in your life. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and allowing me to share my story of the greatest Valentine that has ever come into my life. And if you feel that this message is worth sharing, please share it with your amigas, your mom, your sisters, your comadres, or just someone that you know that is hurting. Share this podcast with them. And let them know that there is someone out there that loves them, that wants to encourage them, that wants to motivate them, inspire them, and to let them know that you can achieve and accomplish anything. Thank you, amigas. I'll talk to you next Saturday on Mommy on a Mission podcast. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to say mi gracias from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to dive deeper into today's message and would like to connect with me, send a DM on Instagram at Hola Mommy on a Mission or Facebook at Mommy on a Mission. You can also find me at MommyOnAMission.com. I hope you've enjoyed this new episode, and if you did, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, share this podcast, and leave me a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in next week for some more words of motivation, inspiration, and encouragement on Mommy on a Mission Podcast.